Genesis 4 and 1. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, he was mad. And his countenance fell, and the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance falling? If, everybody say if. If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? Question mark. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. No question mark. Period. If you do well, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. Amen. And I want to preach for just a little while from this title. Failure is not final. Amen. Failure is not final. Set your Bibles down. Help me, prayer warriors. Lift your hands and your voices to the Lord. All across this house, let's pray that God would help us today. And that God would move in this house in a special way and speak to every heart. Come on, if it's appropriate, why don't you join up with somebody next to you right now? Why don't you pray, God, I want to grow in you today. Oh, yes, God, I want to become a mature Christian. I don't want to be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. I want to be planted on a solid rock. I want to be planted on a sure foundation. I want it deep in my heart. Uh, hallelujah. Come on, is that anybody's burn today? Lord, I want to grow in you. I don't want to stay the same. I want to become a new creature. Uh, I want to get deeper in you, God. Uh, hallelujah. Come on, everybody clap your hands to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. So good to see be Brother Sosia able to be in church and Brother Monks to be able to be in church today. Amen. Thank the Lord. Amen. I want to preach. Amen. The burden of my spirit today. Um, you never know who's going to be at church, who's not going to be there. I should know who's going to be there. <laughs> I should know who's not going to be there, but you don't always. And I just pray and, and trust God that he knows what he's doing. Amen. Whatever word he has for us is what we want. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. What a powerful week. Amen. A Monday night service we had in this house. My Lord, the power of God was in this place in a special way, amen, and then a great graduation Friday night, congratulations to all these young people and the teachers and parents that helped so much and we're thankful for it, 
Amen. I want to preach. Everybody say failure is not final. Amen. If I, if I can get this into your spirit today, there won't be any more backsliders in the church of the living God. If I can get this into your spirit today, there'll be nobody else walk away from God. Amen. You know what you need to say? This is what I always say when I, when I hear preaching. I bring preachers in. I'm saying, I don't want to look around and see who this is for. This is for me. Amen. I want you to give me a word today, Lord. Amen. This is what I want to preach, that failure is not final. Amen. Even in our secular world, they will teach you that failure is not final. Amen. I, I love personal growth teachers, and I love to listen to them. I've traveled and went to seminars, and I, and I love people that speak positive things. And I love to hear people say, you can make it. Amen. I, I, Jim Rohn was my favorite. I went to Dallas to hear him a whole weekend, listen to him talk. Amen. And when the next week somebody said, what did he say? I thought, I don't remember what he said. But I, I feel like I can conquer the world right now. Though. <laughs> Amen. So even in our world, they will teach you that failure is not final. They will teach you that if you don't give up, they'll teach you if you'll just keep trying. If you get knocked down, just get up again. If you fail, just try one more time. They'll teach you without even outside of the box of religion or the help of God or anything. They'll teach you that you'll make it if you keep trying. We're all familiar with the story of a man named Colonel Sanders that started business after business after business. And everything that he would try from insurance to politics to he even started a tugboat business one time. He said as soon as he, built, he got into the tugboat business, the ferry business, they built a bridge and put him out of business. <laughs> Man, it seemed like everything that he did, just, it just failed. Man, and, and, you know, and we wouldn't be talking about Colonel Sanders today if, if he was a quitter. But one day he was in Utah visiting one of his friends that had a restaurant and he he cooked him up some chicken and mashed potatoes and green beans. And, and the restaurant owner said, my, my, my. We need, to, uh, we need to make this something special. And it became the special. Everybody wanted that Colonel Sanders chicken and mashed potatoes. If you're under 35, I, I want to tell you back in the day, that was good stuff. Back before it sold out and changed to Chinese chicken and all that. Man, you missed it. But anyway, but by the time he found something that worked, he was in his 60s. And he finally found something that he could make a living by. And he began to sell franchisees recipes to this wonderful chicken. And so we know Colonel Sanders becomes famous as the founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken. But if you would had the opportunity to sit down and talk to him and ask him what, what, what's the solution to becoming successful, he would probably tell you, you can't give up when you fail. When you make a mistake, you just got to dust your pants off and get up and 
Say, bless God, I'm going to try something else. Uh, amen. If I, well, can't preach my whole message in five minutes, so I guess I'll do it like the Lord gave it to me, I guess. There's another man that is named Thomas Edison. The reason we're sitting here with lights today is because there was a man that decided one day, I want to create a light bulb and and history tells us that it, he failed 1,000 times trying to make a light bulb. And somebody asked him, after he succeeded, they asked him, what did it feel like to fail 1,000 times? And Thomas Edison said, I didn't, I, I didn't fail 1,000 times. But it took me 1,000 steps to figure this thing out. I think you might know what I'm going to preach about today. Is somewhere down deep in your spirit, you got to get a drive in you. Man, these men in our world, they succeeded because they refused to give up. I'm telling you, we're, we're reaching for something a lot more important than a light bulb today. We're making decisions today that are a lot more important than a piece of chicken or a biscuit. To... We're... I'm telling you the things that are going through your mind are eternal decisions. And I come to preach to the church today. Don't give up. Get up again and try one more time. Come on, let's love Jesus right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, but inside of someone. Amen, when your determination has to succeed has got to be greater of a drive in you than the negative effects that failure has had upon your life. I can tell you what is the greater pull on someone by the things that they do. If they are a quitter, I'm going to tell you the negative influences in their life are greater than the drive to succeed inside of them. Because when the drive to succeed gets greater... There's not a devil in hell that could stop you from doing what God has called you to do. Come on, somebody get with me right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, failure brings emotions. I'm not going to act like failure does not bring emotions. I'm a realist. It does bring emotions. Failure brings frustration. Failure brings hatred. Well, you ain't got to amen. I'm just going to preach what God laid upon my heart. Failure will bring self-pity. Praise God. Failure will bring out the victim card. It's not my fault. You don't know how many times my mama pinched me. <laughs> Praise God. The reason I'm scarred today is them pinches. No, 
them pinches is what I needed. Amen. The reason I'm standing here preaching today is because somebody pinched me. Uh, well, I, 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 I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about what I've heard other people say. Well, I was abused, uh, you know, and I can't. That's the reason sometimes I just go through this stuff. No, that ain't the reason. When you got the Holy Ghost... When you get the Holy Ghost, you need to take your victim card out of your pocket and wad it up and throw it in the trash and every other card that you got, every other excuse. And Well, I grew up poor. You don't understand. I grew up this. I grew up on the other side of the tracks. I grew up without a dad. I grew up without a mama. Well, now you got a heavenly father uh, that will protect you uh, and help you uh, and take you to the next level. Come on. I rebuke every fear and every doubt in this building. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Failure will bring jealousy. One, come on, and no amens. Failure will bring jealousy. Failure will bring a murderous spirit. Where if I failed, I just want to kill somebody else. Failure will make you throw temper tantrums. Amen. And when people fail, they just get into these conditions and they live in them permanently. They live in these moods permanently. When these emotions were not designed to be permanent emotions. When all of these emotions derived from something that happened, it was called a failure that was never meant to be permanent anyway. Well, hallelujah. Well, my mistake was worse than your mistake. Uh, My Jesus is bigger than all your problems. Uh, He's bigger than all my fears. Uh, He's bigger than every temptation. Uh, He's bigger than your past. Uh, He's bigger than all my questions. Bigger than anything. I just come to build your faith in the house today. Hey man, put your trust in Jesus. Amen. These things are temporary. Frustration from failure should be temporary. It's not supposed to be your lifestyle. They shouldn't say, that's the grumpy one. That's the mean sister. That's the gossiping sister. Be careful talking to them. They'll kill you. No, what happened is they had a failure in their life uh, 
and instead of realizing this is a temporary failure, uh, they took it as a permanent fixture uh, and they began to adapt to that lifestyle. I come to rebuke it in Jesus' name. It's time to go to higher ground. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord right now. Hallelujah, help us right now, God. Amen, we need to make our mind up. I think old Edison had a little bit of wisdom. It wasn't failures, it was steps I took. Wouldn't it be amazing if you, if you began to say, every trial that I went through was not a failure. Every time God whipped me was not a failure, but it was a step. You can do what you want with it. You can do what you want with failure. You can do what you want with life's mistakes. It can either be a stumbling stone to you. I said it can be a stumbling stone. Or you can say this is going to be a stepping stone. I'm not going to make this mistake again. Oh, somebody's going to get it about 15 or about 20%. I might have to preach all day. Come on. Wouldn't it be amazing if people said, I'm going to use my failures to learn, to help me get closer to God. I'm going to use every mistake I've ever made to help me get closer to God. When I told somebody one time, and they said, somebody's talking about me. They said, I'm a whatever. I said, well, this is what you ought to look at. What made them think of that, first of all? That may not be completely true. But there might be a little bit of truth in it. <laughs> Praise God. Well, let me preach to Brother Billy. How you doing today? Doing all right? Praise God. Hey, when people talk about me, I, I listen, even though it's probably not true. I thought, well, maybe I've done something that made them feel like that. I could get mad and quit church. It would be a funny service today if I had quit. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Or I could look in the mirror and say, I wonder what made them think of that. I wonder if I could do a little bit better. I wonder if I could take that excuse out of somebody's. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah. Boy, it's slow plowing today. Praise God. I want to be right. What about you? Praise God. The, the drive to succeed, the drive to make it has got to be greater in you than the pull of everything negative trying to pull you back. If you don't ever get the drive to make it all the way, it'll be easy for everything to just pull you. Hey, I've seen it all. Maybe. I've heard it all. 
And I, I've seen people that somebody come sat down on the same pew beside them. And then they left because somebody, that somebody was sitting beside them on the pew. And they had all this stuff about why they think this person sat by them. And I hated to just say, you know why they sat by you? Because there was a space. <laughs> Amen. Amen. If you, if you get offended by people sitting by you, you're at the wrong church for the, at least the last, next nine months or so. And if you don't like being crowded, you're working against me because I'm praying, God, fill the house with hungry people this morning. God, fill the house with people that want you. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible said in Proverbs 4 and 23, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. You know, let me tell you, you, you got to guard your heart. There, there's, there, there's roots of bitterness that want to get inside of your heart. I've seen people sow <laughs> seeds of bitterness in somebody else. They didn't even know they were sowing. Praise God, I can say it because they ain't here. Who knows? There was somebody sat right back there one time. And a hostess come and said, you can sit right there. They were right there, and they said, you can sit right there. They were trying to help them get a better seat. And they left mad and called me, and they quit church. Because somebody made them move out of their pew. I said, well, who did it? I don't know who it was. Describe them. Well, I don't even remember what they look like. So I got a solution for that. It's called cameras. I'll talk to you here in a little bit. And I went and got on the cameras, and I began to look. And I called them back. I said, that is the nicest person in this whole church. They did not make you move pews. I can tell you what happened. They wanted to get you a better pew, so they offered you their But if you got a spirit that wants to be bitter, you'll find every reason to be bitter. But I don't want to get bitter. I, I want to get better. I, I want God to touch me and help me. Come on, everybody. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Think it threw them off there took the dagger out of their hand when I said, you're wrong. That's <laughs> Praise God. And then God, give me more wisdom. Help me, Jesus. Praise God. He said, if they take your pew, I'll give you my chair. I don't believe that. Praise God. Let me tell you, everything that you hear, everything that you, how you perceive it is not always the right way. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I've had people quit church because somebody else looked at them funny. So I talked to the person that had the funny look, and I said, did you, did you look at them funny? And they said, who? <laughs> Didn't even know who they was. Bro. Praise <laughs> God. Well, take this whole world. 
but give me Jesus. I won't quit church because you took my pew. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank the Lord. All right, I got to preach. Here's the, here's, here it is. A lot of the problem is that we look at failure much different than God does. The Bible said in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. Amen. We immediately see two different kinds of sacrifices. One of them was just an offering of the fruit of the ground, which means it was not the right type of sacrifice. Amen. It was not a blood sacrifice. And the other problem with it, with it is, is that it was not of the first fruits. Amen. It was a half sacrifice. And then you got this other guy over here who brought not only the right type, he brought a blood sacrifice, but he also brought of the firstlings and of the fat thereof, which means he went through the flock and found the very best that he had to give to God, and he brought that to God. This guy just dug up a few turnips, and who wants to eat turnips? And even God don't even want to do that with nothing else. Just let it sit there. Amen. That's, that's where I got this saying, you can't get blood out of a turnip. Amen. <laughs> I don't know what they meant by that, but I know what I mean by that. Amen. If God wants lamb, lamb chops, he don't want turnips. <laughs> Praise God. And if God wants the first fruits, he don't want the, the turnip that's got a worm going through it and dirt all over it and something you just grabbed real quick on the way to church. Well, you ought to be happy I showed up today. Well, I am. Praise God. And I guess he is too. But on this day, there was two sacrifices, and one of them was a half sacrifice, and the other one was a real deal sacrifice. And when he looked at the turnips, he just passed on by and didn't accept it. And he came over here and started eating these lamb chops. Praise God. Praise God. You, you know what? Cain failed that day. It was a failure. Everybody say it was a failure. Do you know we've all made failures? Do you think you got to give up living for God because of a failure? Where does that come from? Well, I just couldn't go back to church because I feel like the whole world knew what, what I did. I'm telling you, the whole world knew what Cain did. There was only four people in the whole world. I was your mom and dad were there that day. And your only brother. The whole world saw God just walk right past. 
I just can't go back to church because that they may know. Who cares? What, what's the sacrifice for? People or God? Are you here to please man? Are you here to please God? Hey, I come to please God. I'm here to please God. Bible says, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. Praise the Lord. Did you know living for God is, is, is not socialistic? It's not communistic either. Because if it was, I'd put it on every one of you. <laughs> I'd give it to you without measure. And I can't do that. But the other part is it ain't socialist either. Where if this one does right and that one don't do right, God ain't going to share the blessing. Living for God is capitalistic. If you get up early and you work hard and if you make mistakes, you fix them and start trying again. You'll be successful while the one that don't care will be under the bridge saying, can I get a piece of chicken? <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I feel like preaching. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody say it was a failure. Cain's offering was a failure that day. Does anybody ever feel like you failed God? <laughs> Didn't do it exactly like you probably should have done it. And wish you'd have prayed a little more and wish you'd have been a little more faithful and wish you would have. What is it called? It's just called a failure. And then I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's a failure. But, I, but I, I do want to tell you that in God's eyes, failure is not permanent. <laughs> and, But Cain sees his own failure and he becomes wroth, becomes jealous, he becomes murderous. Boy, how could somebody be so mean? I'll tell you how they become mean. is when they don't handle their own failure correctly. When people don't handle their own shortcomings properly, they'll become murderous. They get mean. Praise God, y'all can be seated. So Cain, he, now he has let his failure begin to control him. Man, instead of seeing this thing the way God sees it, Cain begins to see his own failures through his own eyes. He begins to control his mind and control his future and control his thoughts and his very being. And now this failure has become permanent. To Cain, even though it's temporary to God. Oh, I hope I can preach faith. How, how do you know that Cain is thinking this failure is permanent? Because he's about to kill somebody now. <laughs> you don't just do that unless you feel like there's no hope for you. 
Well, praise God. So in God's eyes, it's not permanent, but in Cain's eyes, it is permanent. But God begins to look at Cain and says, Cain, why are you wroth? God just seen the failure. God just seen the mistake. And he looks at the man that just flopped and says, Cain, why is your countenance fallen? Why are you so angry? Why can you not even muster one smile? Well, because God, you, you just don't know what I've been through. <laughs> yeah, God don't know. Oh, yeah, he does know. He was there. He saw the half sacrifice. He saw the failure. God was saying, why are you like this? Why are you responding the way you're responding to this failure? God is saying, you're going about this all wrong. This is not the right response to failure. It's getting mad. Getting sad. Man, I might be preaching to the right crowd today. It feels like it. He's saying, Cain, wrong response. What is your problem? You brought the wrong sacrifice. Now here you are. You're down. You're depressed. You're mad at everybody. You don't want to go to church. You'll come back next year when you get it all figured out. That's my favorite one. I just need a little time off until I can get it figured out. You ain't going to figure nothing out. <laughs> You're the one that messed it up. <laughs> Amen. So... Cain is looking at a permanent thing. But God says this, Cain, if thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? Immediately, he takes the man that just flopped, the man that just failed, and God says, what is your problem? Why are you pouting like a baby? If you do right, don't you know your sacrifice is going to be accepted? It is completely a temporary problem to God. He's not saying, if, you, if I come back next week and it's turnips again, I'm not telling you I'm going to start eating turnips. I'm not Jerry Clyer's dog. I am not going to eat turnip greens. <laughs> But God will say, if you do it right, don't you know, you're going to be accepted. It ain't because I like Abel better than I like you. It's because I like lamb better than I like turnips. It, don't get mad. Okay, take your turnips, go to the food market. Sell your turnips, get some money, buy a lamb, come back to church, and let's have a Holy Ghost breakthrough. What's the problem, Cain?
Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. Cain, just do it right. I don't hate you, Cain. Just do it right. It's not the end of the world, Cain. Just do it right. Just repent. Just change. Just. Why does this one always get the greatest blessing? It seems like I'm not really feeling it. Maybe you ought to talk to that one. Maybe you ought to talk to them, see how they live their life. See how they treat their husband. How they treat their wife. How they treat their kids. How they treat their coworkers. How many times they come to church and pray? How many times they fast? How many times they read their Bible? How many times on this worship service they're up there clapping like this? Reaching for God. I wonder why they always get a blessing. Why don't you look at their sacrifice and look at your sacrifice? Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. God was saying, Cain, if you'll just do right, everything will turn around. Is that not what he said? Cain, if you'll just, if you'll just do this thing right, you'll turn around and you'll be blessed. Next week, it'll be the fire falling on your sacrifice. Praise God. Praise God. And this is what happens, though. When people feel like they failed God, the devil jumps on people Tells them you're doomed. You're doomed. You are a failure. Well, praise God. Join the crowd. Join the failure crowd. Or the ex-failure crowd. I don't know how many times I've laid right up here and said, Lord, I, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I wish I'd have prayed more this week. I wish I... I wish I... I Forgive me, Lord. I, I wish I would have made that phone call. I wish I wouldn't have made that phone call. I said all this. God, I feel like I fell. But I tell you what, I'm fixing to get on fire. <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, the devil tell people, because you failed God, because you missed church, Seven times in a row. Because you looked at that. Because you did this. Because you did that. You're a failure. You might as well just go ahead and accept your eternal damnation. He's been telling that from the very beginning of time. He told Cain, you might as well kill your brother. Where did that come from? I, I, I come to preach to this church. Maybe just one person. I don't know, even know who I'm preaching to. Probably to me. Praise God. When you get down, just get up. When you mess up, just get back up. Don't let the enemy drag you through the mud and steal your victory and steal your joy and every ounce of life. 
When you fail, you ought to be the first one to come to the altar. Uh, lift your hand. You shouldn't make anybody beg you to come pray. You ought to be saying, God, I want that joy again. I want that peace again. Come on, everybody, clap your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah. The Bible said it's not God's will that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. There's a man named David that had a man killed, committed adultery. He counted the people when he shouldn't have counted them. He made mistake after mistake after mistake. But guess what? He said, I'm not going to be denied. God, where are you at? <laughs> I'm looking for you. I'm looking for you. The thing about David is he never rejected the word of God. And when you get down, the last thing you need to do is start rejecting the word of God. Amen. When you do wrong, you need to give Nathan a place where he can walk up into your palace and You need to have a space in your life for the man of God to walk into your heart and say, David, you are the man. You messed up. You need to get right with God. And if you give the man of God a place in your heart, you'll always find mercy at an altar. God forgave the men of Nineveh after all the atrocities that they committed. God gave them the opportunity to get right. Guess what? They got right. There's a man named Simon Peter that denied Jesus three times in one day. Not on any day, but the day he needed him the most. <laughs> denied him three times. Guess what Simon Peter did? The Bible said he went and wept sorely, which means he went and had him a good old prayer meeting. Hey, when you fail God, don't get puffed up and act like everything's all right and hide it and camouflage it. You need to have one of them Simon Peter prayer meetings. God, I know I'm a, this is me. I know I'm a piece of dirt, but God, if you'll just breathe life into me one more time. If you'll just breathe that anointing upon me one more time, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Come on, why don't everybody stand together in this house and lift your hands to the Lord together. Come on, I feel the power of God in this place. Come on, help me pray right now, church.
Man, people have allowed all these feelings of failure to attach themselves permanently to you. That was never the will of God. I said it was never the will of God for people to permanently live their life like failures. But God meant for all these you wouldn't even have these emotions except God created you to what what should hurt do to somebody? Why would God allow you to feel hurt so you could come to the one that could heal your hurt? Why, Why would God allow someone to feel hopeless so you could come to the one that gives hope? Hey, I come to rebuke the adversary. I'm telling you, where you're at right now, these feelings are temporary. There's people in here that are one prayer meeting away from getting the monkey off your back. One altar call away from getting the breakthrough that you've been looking for your whole life. But you got to be willing. Some people find comfort in being the victim. Comfort in being the failure. That's their comfort zone. I rebuke that comfort zone. Hey, it's time to go to a new level. Hey, I... I may have been a mess when I walked in, but I'm going to be blessed when I walk out. If somebody will get that in your spirit right now. Somebody come play something. You know what I want them to play and sing? I want them to play and sing, He's my rock. On a solid rock I stand. I'm telling you, everything else in this world will let you down. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. Somebody's about to break loose of an old, old. Come on, lift your hands right now. And I want you to pray. God, I may have failed. I may have let you down. God, I'm going to give it all to you. I may have walked away. I may have backslid. I may have let down on my standards. I may have walked away from the old paths. I may have moved the old landmarks. I may have disappointed you. I may have looked at things I shouldn't have looked at. And for that I have failed. But God, I want to be free this morning. I don't ever want to feel that feeling of failure again. I don't want to be a letdown to my family. I want to go to higher ground. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. 
Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, prayer warriors, help me pray right now. Help me pray right now. The Holy Ghost is going to help somebody. In the name of Jesus. Come on, why don't you just grab somebody in your family and bring them down here to the front. Hallelujah, just grab somebody. Whoever the Holy Ghost tells you to grab, just grab them, come to the front. Come on, nobody getting mad, nobody getting disappointed, nobody judge anybody. Amen, we're about to go to a new level in this church. Uh, We're about to break some old spirits. Uh, We're about to put some things on the altar right now. Uh, Ha da ba ha ta ya da ba ha ta ya.